Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me, part three. My text is taken from Psalm 51 and my read is from the New International Version, verse 10 to 11. And I read, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me. Jesus, speaking in John 16, said in verse number 13, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He went on to say, But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in the close fellowship with you. So Jesus stresses the point that it was fundamental that he goes. Why? Because Jesus was the embodiment of the Holy Spirit himself. There was no point for Jesus to remain with the disciples when, when um, he is the embodiment. That is why he couldn't wait to go so he could give the Holy Spirit to them. He said, if I go, I will give him to you. There is no need for me to have him where I'm going. I don't need him where I'm going. Jesus don't need the Holy Spirit in heaven. There's no one there to fight and to attack him because it's a different place. Yeah? And, uh, and, and, and so, so those were the reasons. And I don't need him. So Jesus didn't need the Holy Spirit where he was going. So this week I'm going to go straight into the teaching on the office of the precious Holy Spirit as our comforter. Holy Spirit doesn't only help us, but he comforts us. And so Jesus, this is Jesus speaking again in John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So this office of the Holy Spirit is actually unique. What is unique about it? What is unique about it? He comes, this office comes to live on the inside of you and I. Why? So that the full benefit of his comforter can be manifested and be expressed on the inside of us. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye, you and I, know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Unfortunately, 
children of God. Um, with this office, part, part of his office, children of God who doesn't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit wouldn't be able to experience the full benefits of his comforts. Why? Children of God need to be engaged in a relationship with the Holy Spirit for him to manifest his full benefits, to experience the full benefits from the office of the Comforter. You and I have to, uh, have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and invite the Holy Spirit to come and live his life through us. Verse 17 again, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. And I like the word comforter because comforter depicts support. It depicts sustenance and warmth. It is the Hebrew word lut, spelling L-U-W-T. Loot, but pronounced L-O-O-T. And loot means to wrap up. To wrap up. Warm and tight. Loot means a veil or a covenant or a cast. So the comforter uses this as an activist to act as an advocate to support you and I, to wrap us up to cover us up like a veil, like a covering, and to speak for us, to plea or argue in, in our favor, to provide cover for the children of God, to cover you and I. Like how, a, you, like how your, do, your duvet covers and provides warmth and support. With, when you're climbing to when you're cold and climbing to bed. That is what the comforter does for you and I. He expresses our views and wishes for you and I. And I'm going to show an example of how he does this further down in the lesson. He helps you and I to stand up for our rights in all situations. He's the one that that's stands up for us in all the situations that we face. So I want you, I'm going to show you an example. I want you to turn your Bibles quickly to John chapter 8. And I'm going to read from verse 20. John chapter 8, verse 1 onwards. And um, I'm reading from the New International Version. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, 
Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older one first until all Jesus until only Jesus was left. The woman still standing there Jesus straightened up and asked her woman where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. So children of God, can you see how God the Holy Spirit uses the full provision of his office as comforter, activist, and advocate to support this poor woman? to speak on her behalf. Was it right to do what she was doing? The comforter replied, let anyone, look, look at what, when they asked the question, this is how the comforter replied to it. Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote deeds on the ground of her critics, in the capacity of his office to plea and to argue in her favor. He said, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And at this, those who heard began to go away. As he stooped down and wrote deeds on the ground of her critics, um, they began to go away one at a time, the older one first, until Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there. So Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Child of God, this is a perfect example of the comforting coming, the comforter coming to, to help and to comfort, comfort and advocate for this woman in her time of need. It doesn't matter how you have been messed up. It doesn't matter what you have done and who you have been with, child of God, or, or, or sleep, slept with. The bottom line is, Papa God and our Savior and Brother Jesus loves you. And he loves me, I as well. Jesus loves so much that he paid the ultimate price for what you and I have done. And he sends this teaching to let you know he hasn't condemned you. There is nothing that you can do for Jesus to, and Papa God to fall out of love with you and condemn you. He's not throwing stones at you either. So don't allow anyone or anything to throw stones at you and, 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 and condemn you. He is not, I keep saying it, he is not interested in your past. Yes, your past so don't allow the past or what you have done to dictate your future. He's not interested in it or what people want to say or 
do to you or throw stones at you. He's only interested in the truth. Uh, when you have, when you get reality of the truth, yes, the, the Bible said the truth that you hear, it will make you free. He's only interested in the truth that he gives to you. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So what are you going to do with the truth? That's all he's interested in. What are you going to do with the truth that you hear today? That he is not that he is not interested in your past or what have you done? But Pastor Sandra have committed this and I've committed that. He's not interested. He's not interested. All he's interested in. But Pastor Sandra I've messed up. I've done this. I've done that. I've done that. I've done that to my mom. I've done that to my wife. I've done that in ministry. I've done that to my children. I've caused this. I've caused this breakup. He is not interested in your past, child of God. He is only interested that you're coming to contact with truth. And what are you going to do with truth? Because once you receive truth, you will never ever be the same again. And that is what he's interested in. You will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So what are you going to do with the truth? Are you going to use it to better yourself? But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. See, he started to write truth before her critics. When they kept on questioning in him, that is what you need to do when you stand accused. Do, do what the comforter did, or better still, ask the comforter to do it for you. What did he do? He straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and, and right on the ground of her critics. And at this, those who heard began to go away because they probably heard that they're doing worse than this woman. Yes? And when they heard, when Jesus wrote it and they heard, they read it and they, they heard it, what they did, worse than this woman. woman. They, they, the Bible said, at this those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing. And that is what Jesus wants. Only he alone must be left in your life. Only he alone must rule and direct and guide and comfort her. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. So who is throwing stones at you, child of God? I want you to carry out an assessment of yourself and your life. Who is throwing or who are throwing stones at you? Who are they, what are they saying about you? Whoever is throwing the stones, tell them. Ask the comforter to bow down before them. That that sickness might be throwing stones. That cancer might be throwing stones at you. Telling you, you only have the last lap. Tell it. Let the, ask the comforter to bow down before it. Yeah, and tell it that the blood of Jesus has paid the price for, 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 for your health. Tell it. I know sometimes um, children of God say it's easier said that done, but you have to reach a point where enough is enough. 
Enough is enough. You need to tell it where to go. That sickness, that disease, that virus, that infection, that poverty, that penury, that situation. You're driving down on the road and somebody hitting your side. You need to stand up and tell it where to go. You need to stand up before you, 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 your accusers are in, in, in whichever way you have been accused in life, on your job, in your home, by your critics. You need to ask the comforter. Can you imagine the feeling of shame and chastisement, humiliation? These are all spirits. Yes, guilt and embarrassment. Look at all these things that the enemy has brought into her life. Shame, chastisement, humiliation, guilt. How do you live through these? Embarrassment, disgrace, condemnation. The woman must have felt when they physically, physically, child of God, took her in the early morning before a packed audience. My God, thank God for the comforter. Thank God for the repair of the breach. Thank God for, how, for such wisdom that he has. Are you trapped by your past, children of God? Are you feeling a victim of your circumstances? The Holy Spirit has sent you the comforter to release you today, to, 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 to use this to unshackle you from your neck down from your head mentally to unshackle you. The imprisonment, this is the ascent is to take you out, to unlock that padlock, to unlock that prison door. Regardless of what you have done, he hasn't condemned you. How are you feeling? Let the comforter sort you out. Ask the comforter to come into your situation and don't know where you are, you might be in prison. Let the comforter come in. It doesn't matter what you have done. It's the truth that you hear that will set you free. And ask the comforter to come in now and unshackle you. Ask the comforter to come and take charge of your life. Surrender to the comforter. Surrender to his hand. Surrender to his word. Tell him you cannot do it. Let him do it. Don't try and do it because... You cannot do it when you try and do it. Then you only get more messed up and confused. He has to do it for you. So invite him in to do it. He's waiting at your door. The Savior is waiting. The Savior Jesus, the Comforter, the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, how he wants to come in. The songwriter said the Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's no one that can save you and keep you. Oh, how he wants to come in time after time. He has waited before. And now he's waiting again to see if you're willing to open the door. Oh, how he wants you to come in. And Papa God, we thank you for this. And we thank you for this request. We thank you for meeting us at the point of our need. Here are the hearts of your children. And I ask you to apply the, the balm of comfort to them. 
as to every area and category as you see it fit. As our faces and cultures needs are different, so every situation is different. May the power of the Holy Ghost, may the power of the, the, the Comforter come in and rescue the perishing and rescue them and cause a change as they let you in. We pray that this teaching will be the point of contact to open their heart door and to surrender and let you come in in the name of Jesus. May the power and glory come to you, Papa God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen and amen. And I'm going to close for today, children of God, and next week, I'm going to come on the next teaching on the intercessor. The intercessor. Amen. And um, as you receive and hear this, I want you to share it. I want you to send it to your friends and your family. I want you to share it because somebody needs to hear the word. And the Bible said, the word that they hear. Faith comes through hearing and hearing the word of God and the word shall make them free. And this is, we have a responsibility to propagate the gospel. And this is a, a, a wonderful way in propagating the gospel when you share this teaching. So God bless you as you do so. Pastor Sandra checking out now. In Jesus' name, God bless.